Are you tired of conflict, drama, fighting, and people problems? Are you ready to learn the simple skills to improve all your relationships and make them thrive? Well, it's easier than you think. Relationship Radio brings you practical advice to be your best and improve your life. We break down the complicated problems and make them simple and easy. And when you know better, you can do better. Here are Master Life Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles. Welcome to Relationship Radio, where we make healthy relationships simple and easy, so you can know better and do better. I'm Nicole Cunningham. And I'm Kim Giles. Now, today's show, we're discussing conversation killers, all the mistakes that we make every single day in our relationships that make us disconnected from others, because there are, there are things that we all do every day that make other people either feel uncomfortable or they pull away from us. Maybe we make other people feel unsafe. We don't mean to do it. Maybe we trigger them and they feel threatened, or maybe we just create that disconnection. We're going to talk about that today. So Nicole, sometimes you're on the end where whatever this person said or did is making you pull back, but I think we've all been in conversations where, um, where we feel the other person pull back, and we're on both ends, right? Because there are times I know somebody has lost me. They have lost me. I'm gone. I may be standing here. I'm still looking at them and smiling, but I'm out. Have you have you been in one of those situations where you feel like that dark veil has gone over their head? And then I'm just talking at them and I'm super passionate and they're just looking at me blankly. The curtain's gone up. I'm not interested at all. Yeah, I think it it's a big deal as a speaker. You and I do so much teaching and speaking from the stage too. And and you feel when you have them in the palm of your hand, they, you've absolutely got their attention. And then you can tell when they start looking at their phones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? And maybe yeah. you're losing them. Or I've been on, you know, those, those dates, you know, those first dates where you're having dinner and before you know it, you're looking at the art on the walls and then you're looking for a clock behind his head. You know, you're yeah, just not even there. that's when they've lost me. Yeah. I'm, I'm at the table, <laughs> but I'm not here. Yeah. So we all do it. We all are, we're culprits. We're also receivers. So we're going to talk about all the ways that we can kill conversations. It's going to be well, fun. And we're also going to talk about how we form connection in conversations so we can build healthy relationships, not just on the negative side, but we're going to get positive today. We're going to talk about the right way to connect with someone in a way where where they're going to feel that you care about them and value them. And, and that's the foundation of every really healthy relationship. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. So if you're listening to our show today, broaden your mind, open yourself up and think about all of the awkward situations you've had in all of your relationships at work, at home, maybe you're meeting new people. Networking is always a really hard one for me too. Well, it's because you're an arrow. It's not our most natural thing to be in a big social. It, and it it's draining for us. We have to really put effort into connecting because, honestly, we'd rather be back at home by ourselves with our laptop. Probably. It's so true. I went to a networking event recently. It was about two weeks ago, and it was speed networking. It felt like speed dating. It was so hard. It was really hard. And I was, this is where the inspiration for this show came from is I found myself in the receiving end and then also being, I'm I'm passionate about what I do and and nobody has any clue what I'm talking about. And I thought of that, that line from Finding Nemo, you're really cute, but I have no idea what you're saying. That's exactly what I felt like at that networking event. Do you remember the turtle? In Finding yes, Nemo? Yes. Sorry. Lots of Disney gags with me. I'm, I'm a Disney junkie. But yeah, so let's get into it. What's what's the number one? And, and this is not necessarily hierarchy, but as 
we put this show together, we just got to list it out a whole bunch of stuff that we all do. Well, I have to tell them how funny. So the other night I'm helping your daughters put together the Lego house I bought her for her birthday. <laughs> Because I know it was a bad choice. You needed a college degree to put that doll. There's no together. way that it was eight and up. I know. I mean, you gave it took me, me hours. It did. It did. It took so me a weekend. So I'm sitting at the table putting her daughter's dollhouse together, and she says, "So tell me, what are things people do that completely turn you off and lose you and kill a conversation?" And I'm thinking, okay, let's look. Think of all the past conversations where they've lost me. What's happened? So one of the first ones we came up with was unsolicited advice. And honestly, and, and I know I've mentioned this on a show before, unsolicited advice is an insult. It's so super really, annoying. Really, someone is insulting you. They are telling you what you should have done or you should be doing or what you've done wrong. And it that kind of criticism, even when it's packaged and I'm trying to help you and be a good friend to you, it's still ouchy. So I attract a lot of this in my life. And I don't know whether it's everybody just looks at me and thinks that I'm completely helpless and hopeless or whether... I don't think that's it. (laughs) Or whether I'm actually overly sensitive. So I think this is an important thing too, is that yes, a lot of people give unsolicited advice. And I'm thinking specifically of rhombuses, crosses, squares, diamonds, octagons. But then there's others of us that are super sensitive to any kind of feedback as well, which means that sometimes we can be so taken back from it. So if you are on that task line. Yeah, what are the shapes that, the other shapes too, that are very sensitive to fear of failure and that if you give them advice the wrong way, they're going to be hurt? So ovals and arrows for sure, but just as much circles and hearts. Mm, so yeah. those four, so so maybe you're listening to this saying, well, no, I'm the receiver of that and I really get insulted. So let's let's pull it apart. If you give unsolicited advice, it's, it's all about you. You're walking into something going, well, there's a better way to do this and why haven't they thought about it? But you're kind of on a soapbox. They, they, they mean well. I mean, everyone I know who does this to me, really, I know they mean well and they're trying to make sure everything is good and and right. And so it'll be at its best. And, and it really is trained to be helpful most of the time. It is. And, and maybe it's not even what they say, but it's the delivery. Yeah. The delivery matters. It really matters. Okay. So what we want to avoid is that when you just launch off with, you know, you really should have had your room arranged differently, or you really shouldn't have worn that shirt with those pants. Before you do that, you got to recognize that you're going to make this person feel small, dumb, inadequate on some level. So our biggest piece of advice to those shapes that like to give advice is ask permission first. So I'm being reminded as we're talking about this, of that great event that we did in Oklahoma this, was it last year? Or was it this year? It was, it was a few months ago. A few months ago. Anyway, we separated um, 450 kids. We separated them out into their shape and we put we had this conversation specifically with the shapes who are more likely to, to give. give unsolicited advice. And I remember standing in front of them and they all of their body language was so negative. You know, what are you, what are you this woman from Australia and she's short and blonde hair and what's she going to possibly... Their folded and... Oh, they're on their phones, all this kind of thing. And I said, you, you, know, you don't have to learn anything from me at all because you guys know this. So I was totally feeding into, you know, their opposition. But then I said to them, but let me give you one tip that will completely change your career. And that is ask permission questions. I then gave them an exercise for the next 30 minutes 
to pick the most opinionated topic that they had. So what was their big soapbox? And practice with each other in a group, actually exchanging that opinion without it actually sounding arrogant, which was using a permission question. So this takes practice is my point so in sharing that story. give an example of what that permission question might sound like if you were going to give me some advice. So Kim, would you be open to some feedback about what you're wearing today? I don't know that I want to hear feedback about my outfit. I'm an arrow and that hurts. <laughs> okay. So if I get a no, I have to respect that. And I have to say, no worries. No, no problem. I respect that. I, I'm, I'm cool with that. And then I move on. But if you were feeling particularly okay. strong. Okay. Yes. Give me some feedback. I would just say, how many, you know, ne- necklaces do you need to wear at once? <laughs> Or something like that. I'm trying to pull on something because you look great. But but sometimes I do wear more than one. You do. Necklace. And, and I, I think it's because you can't decide. I, I That's how I rationalize it. Maybe she just, or maybe she she was so busy on a laptop, she put one on and then she, and then she forgot, she forgot she, and she put another one on just one. as she ran out the door. <laughs> oh, you're cracking me up. Okay. But you guys can see where we're after anytime. And I use this a lot with my teenagers because let me teach you something about teenagers. They think they're as smart as you. And they hate any advice. They do. Any feedback. Because they already know. They know everything you know. They are convinced of that. So anytime with my teenagers, I want to make a suggestion about how they're doing something. I'll, I always say, hey, would you be open to a suggestion for mom or do you want me to stay out of it? And again, if they say, no, I've got it great. I respect that. Walk away. And it's so hard for some of us to walk away when we really, 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 really want to make that so suggestion. So you, you put your teeth down on your tongue and you and push bite. really hard. Yes. <laughs> and you walk away. And the reason you have to do that is because you want a connection with that child where he fi- or she feels respected and respects you so that you maintain influence. And if you give unsolicited advice when they said they didn't want it or you don't even ask permission and you just give it, you're telling them that your opinion matters more than respecting them. Now, most of the time when you get a no from a teenager and you respect it, they come back afterwards and they do ask. They do. Often, 10 minutes later, they'll come back and say, okay, fine, tell me because it bugs them that they don't know what you were going to say. And I'd say that still works with my nine-year-old. Really? Yeah. So do honor their boundaries because really with, particularly with teenagers, but with anyone in your life, you want to be that safe space. You want to be the one they come to for advice. So wait until they're ready to receive it. Because you have to, you always say that you have to earn the right to be that person that they would come to about important things and open up and ask questions. And for most parents who talk more than they listen and give unsolicited advice, we're not earning a place of trust in their life, are we? Not at all. Not at all. Okay, let's get into the next one. Projection. Now, this is another really confronting one. Are you a person who is a conversational narcissist? Do you dominate all the conversations? Do you love to, to hear the sound of your own voice? Do you have a lot of opinions? Do you find yourself talking too much? Or have you ever been at one of those uh, family events or friends and you realize you get in the car and go, I actually don't know how anyone else is. They just heard all about me. Yeah, I might have actually dominated every conversation at that thing. Now, I have a friend who, when I first moved to America, this was my experience with him. And I would meet at the same Starbucks every single week and we would go and I would actually come home and and laugh about the fact that, wow, I didn't even get a word in today. And what has been really interesting is that I actually met with him this morning um, and 
his his whole life has changed. He's such in a, a more balanced place. And he actually owned this with me. And he said, now, before we get into me, let me ask about you. How have you been? I haven't heard about you for a very long time. And I was able to say, why do you think that is? And he said, yeah, he said, I've just been caught up in my own stuff. Now, the reason I wanted to share that story is because a lot of people who do this, they don't realize that they do it. You are that place of venting or that safe place, that person that they trust. And so they're just literally unloading. And so it's actually something that they really need. Yeah. You know, when we work with a coaching client, we teach them some of the communication stuff that we're going to talk about on the call today. Um, One of the main things I want them to practice that first week is asking questions and listening more than you ever have before. And it's not until they're really focused on doing that all week that they realize how little they listen normally. And and I think that's probably true for most of us. And when we do listen, we're listening so that we can formulate what we're going to say next back. We're not really truly listening so that we have the opportunity to validate the other person. Yeah. So if this is something you do, be aware of it. Okay. Just start taking notes in your relationship. The next one I love because it's awkwardness. I have a lot of awkward. Yeah. Us arrows. We can I'm be a little awkward. awkward. I'm no. totally fine when I'm dominated mostly by male company and I'm in my work mode. I'm absolutely killing it. I'm an auto- autopilot. My brain is working. So you mean because we do tend to have some masculine energy. We do really well just in an environment with men. We're, we're less awkward. Than yeah. we are with women? I think so. Or it's, it's, it rings true for me. Yeah, I think it rings true for me too. Um, what are some other shapes that do tend to have some social awkwardness? Rectangles are very, very socially awkward. Ovals often are very uh, more introverted, so they also find that they're very awkward. Hearts can be very awkward as well. But triangles so, too. Oh, yes, they're also very they're awkward. Very so now awkward. awkward is not a label. It's not a negative thing. It's not something that we're labeling. But, but your awkwardness can sometimes make other people feel uncomfortable. It can kind of freak others out. It can. Um, Let's also mention where it's coming from. For all of those shapes that we just mentioned, fear of failure is the dominant fear. And so we're really awkward around other people because we're afraid of judgment. We're afraid of what they think of us. We're afraid we won't be accepted. Yeah. So we either get a little bit quiet or we fade into the wallpaper. Um, At that event with all those 450 teens, you know, we had some groups of shapes that were, they said, we are the ones no one even notices in a room. We, that I've even left. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So that social awkwardness, I just want everybody to label it appropriately that what it really is, is some fear. It's some fear issues that makes us not feel as comfortable in our own skin. And that can make conversations kind of awkward. Now, that same fear can also list these um, other behaviors, which are more the opposite. Uh, Gossip, breaking of trust, bragging, exaggeration, and trying too hard. Now, I've listed out those those unhealthy behaviors in, in communication in relationships, but they actually come from that same fear of that they might not be good enough. So, just watch for yourself and watching the relationships around you. Who has some of these traits and these behaviors? They do kill conversations, but most importantly, understand where it comes from. Yeah. And which way does fear of failure drive you? Does it make you too quiet or does it make you show off and be a know-it-all and try too hard? Yeah. So 
hopefully that gets the the juices flowing and just kind of understanding a little bit and and thinking about these relationships. Now, if you are somebody who really needs more help and more work in our in your relationships, we want to invite you into our inner circle. Now, our inner circle is our Twelve Shapes community where you get to be in our back pocket every week getting coaching from us. And if you'd like some more information on that, uh, check out twelveshapes.com. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, Stay with us here on Relationship Radio. You're with Nicole and Kim. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Why does my marriage have to be so hard? How do I get my teen to communicate without drama? Why is my boss such a jerk? Why is my mother-in-law so controlling? If you want the answers to these questions and many more, you must read the new book called The People's Guidebook for Great Relationships. It's a small book and a quick read, but packed with the information you've always needed to understand and get along with all the people in your life. Master Life Coaches Nicole and Kim show you how to resolve conflicts and what language to use with each of your children to build more meaningful connections. In this new book, they reveal their life-changing 12 Shapes People Science and teach you about yourself and other people on a level that changes everything. Get your copy of the People Guidebook for Great Relationships at 12shapes.com. Again, the number 12shapes.com. Most companies have an existing accounting and finance department, which are very capable of handling their day-to-day workload. However, all companies have extra or lingering projects from time to time. Now CFO provides extra professionals as an extension of your current team for those times. We help push accounting and finance projects across the finish line. We can also backfill full-time finance and accounting positions on an interim basis. Now CFO is a fully scalable outsourced solution. Throttle our hours up or down depending on your needs. Now CFO consultants work under your guidance at your location so you can oversee the hours we put in. We are engaged to deliver a solution. Visit nowcfo.com to learn more or call Now CFO at 1-855-669-2361 to schedule a free consultation today. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at upskillrelationships.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. 
Welcome back to Relationship Radio. You're with Nicole and Kim. Now, before we get into some more conversation killers and what we can do to improve our relationships, I just want to give out a, a shout out to one of our amazing sponsors, Zaya Active. Now, Zaya Active is a fitness brand. It's completely changed my fitness wardrobe and also my experience when I do CrossFit. I absolutely love this stuff. Uh, not only is it funky, it feels absolutely amazing, really good for big-breasted women as well. So uh, we thank Zaya for being a part of Relationship Radio. They love everything that we do, and I love everything they do. So check out uh, their website, www.zayaactive.com. All right. Nicole, we've got a, a really fun listener of the week this week. Her name is Jean Bagley from Ohio. And she wrote in and said, I love Relationship Radio. I've been a Dr. Laura and a Dr. Phil fan for years, but you ladies give me practical tools to improve my life every week. I love knowing that I'm 50% of every relationship and that even if I can't make the other people in my life change, if I do what you say in your shows, my relationships will improve. Thank you so much. Those letters just make my day. Oh my gosh. So are we shipping Jean out a book? We sure are. Oh, awesome. So keep those letters coming. You don't know how much they mean to us. We're so glad that Relationship Radio is helping someone out there. Yeah. So you can email us uh, even just the stuff that you need help with in your life. That's exactly what Relationship Radio is about. So you can email us at info at 12shapes.com or even text us directly 801-666-2932. All right. And, you know, if you really want more Nicole and Kim, think about joining our 12 Shapes community, being part of our inner circle. You get to be on calls with us every week where we really get to help you with your specific issues that are going on in your life. And we'd love to have you as a part of that. And the membership vault is just getting bigger and bigger. The amount of stuff we are uploading onto that every single week, the resources, the recordings, all of this amazing stuff for you to be able to work through. Yeah, they're going to want that. All right. We're having fun today. We're talking about conversation killers and also what creates connection in conversations, connections with people. We've been talking a little bit about teens and, and especially with teens, sometimes it's hard to keep that connection. They're in a stage of life where they're kind of pulling away from you. And if you want to have influence, and you've got to stay connected. And if you communicate the wrong way, you're going to lose that. So we can all do better to learn some more skills and tools. You're telling me that, that the eye rolls mean something? Yeah, and yours is doing eye rolls at nine. Oh, so you, and she's spectacular at you them. You got a teen coming. I do, I do. I, I keep saying to her, I'm not ready for this tween. She's like, well, you know, get ready with it because my <laughs> sass is only building. Thinking, whoa, I didn't even know what sass was till we got here in America. Oh, my god. We gosh. got all the other kind of words for it down under. Okay, so this next tip that we want to talk about is actually one I think is especially a big deal if your daughter is a star because we've got a lot of our kids who are shapes that really need attention. They need to know that we're they're being seen and heard. And I remember the day we did a little class for teens. And one of the things I asked them was, tell me what your parents could do better that would mean the most to you. And they said, um, they need to not just listen to me. They need to hear me. Oh, and there's a big difference. I and remember even at like 13, she could explain to us. I, I just remember this huge light going off in my head as she said that so vulnerably in that class. And I, I found myself thinking, but I listen to my kids all the time, but do I really hear what they say? And I think that goes back to what we we're talking about before the break, which was we are so busy formulating 
something in our mind to go back with. So let's let's just give a scenario. You know, they're complaining about a relationship or their life where I'm not struggling. I'm struggling with maths and I don't feel good about it. And da, da, da. we're going, we're, they're triggering our own fear as to, oh my gosh, they're not coping. And this means they're going to fail. And I'm not managing my, my parenting responsibilities. So we just, and jump, in, we just we? jump in because of our own fear instead of actually hearing them out and being where they are. The other thing I think is worth mentioning here is that so many of, of us as parents are not comfortable with our parent with our children being uncomfortable, so we jump to the rescue. Really, part of building up emotionally resilient and 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 good quality people is actually for them to learn to sit with stuff and and that discomfort at times. So yeah. So our next tip is about being fully present in conversations. Nicole, I'm listening to you going. This is hard for arrows. It is you and me, and and it means so much to me that I do show up and listen to my kids, but I'm so task driven that I can admit there's a lot of times I'm focused on a task and I'm sort of listening, but I'm not really catching what they said. And it happens far too often than I would like that my kids say, mom, I told you that I sat there and I told you this. You don't remember me telling you. And I wasn't fully present. A matter of fact, one time my daughter said, I came in your office. I stood in front of your desk. I looked you in the eye. I told you. And I honestly had no memory of her even coming in. Hmm. And and I hate that because that is important to me to do. But when you're task driven, you are task driven. So this is also really a big one for squares. It's a really big one for um, diamonds. diamonds and ovals. But then I'm also thinking of the rectangles, the triangles and the crosses, the hearts, the circles and the octagons who are also very involved in their own feelings and their own stuff um, more on an emotional level and, and the things that they care about intellectually as well. So sometimes we can just be focused on our own stuff, not even just the task, but what we're pursuing, what we're excited about that we forget, oh, hang on, I've actually got to stop that and, and listen. And, and really, one of the most powerful ways to build connection with another human being is to actually ask questions about what they're thinking and how they're feeling and give them all your attention and let them really have a chance to share who they are with you and to feel that you value who they are. And that doesn't mean you agree with what they're saying. You don't have to agree or disagree with anything they say to value them as a person and really honor and respect their right to be who they are, where they are, to have those ideas and opinions. And that's something especially we could do so much better giving that to our spouses and our children. Now, uh, the irony uh, yeah. with all of this is that we expect that of them all the time, but they've, they're actually only going to learn from us, uh, us role modeling it. So how many times have you heard of another parent? Because, of course, none of us do it ourselves right? because we're <laughs> perfect. But how many of us have heard another parent say to their children, just be more respectful, wait your turn, don't interrupt? How many of those things do we expect from them, but really are we role modeling it for ourselves? Yeah, do we do it? <clears throat> so that being fully present – um, Nicole, a couple of weeks ago, I got to go to that Wisdom 2.0 conference in San Francisco. Such a fun experience. And Jack Kornfield is one of the speakers whose books I just love. And, and he made a suggestion, a practice in our lives to treat every conversation as if you were the Dalai Lama and how you would just be wise and present. And I thought that was so beautiful. And then I had the thought, how would it be if I treated every person I talked to like they were the Dalai Lama, 
That's even better. It's even better, right? I mean, people wait in line for days to be able to just be in a room with this human. And really, every single human in your life, even your own children, even your small children, has something they could teach you. And if you would take the time to ask and listen and want to know what they think and how they feel about things, honor them at that level, there would be a great gift in that for every person you talk to. Mm. And, And when we're listening in such a present way, we have to drop our own agenda. So that's a really important part of it. Hear the words they're saying, but don't be the solution. Ask questions so that they can explore it for themselves, but drop your own agenda. Yeah. You know, I think all of us have had a conversation with someone before and you're still talking and you notice them looking around the room like they're looking for someone better to talk to or they look at their phone. Looking for an out. Right? <laughs> and and it, it is, it's hurtful when they don't give you their attention. So that's one we, we all need to work on. This next one is really big for a lot of shapes. Um, do you see the world as black and white? So what that means is do you believe in your ideas or your opinions or your feelings and do you think that they're right and that everybody else is wrong? Now, there's quite a few shapes that feel this way. Uh, Octagons, squares, crosses, rhombuses, rectangles. These are the shapes that are more likely to be more opinionated and see life as black and white and have no gray. Mm, I think diamonds too. Um, I love this quote. Patrick King says, this habit of being so opinionated and and seeing the world in black and white. This habit is particularly toxic because people who have this mindset are also very judgmental. It is. It's a double-edged sword, isn't it? It's a double-edged sword. It is. So if you have that tendency, what part of you actually thinks that you're smarter or more entitled or better learned or, you know, just more right? Yeah. What part of you, because that's that part of you that's ultimately putting yourself above them. And if you've been listening to Relationship Radio for a while, you know that our 12-shape relationship system is based on the idea that there are 12 different types of people in the world, all with the same intrinsic value. That's exactly what we teach in every single one of our shows every week. And it's about a, a learning to appreciate the different values, the different ideas, opinions, strengths of, of everybody else that really makes these relationships healthy. So if you're not aware yet of your shape, but you're listening to this today going, yeah, no, you know what, I can own that I do a bit of that, or yeah, I am opinionated, and no, what's great? There's no such thing. We would encourage you to go to 12shapes.com, take the free relationship survey there, work out your shape, and it'll really teach you a lot about you. Or we'll actually text you uh, the the quiz directly to your phone if you text 12 shapes to 801-666-2932. So, you know, you hear people talk all the time that my talents and gifts are also my weaknesses, right? They have a flip side. And and with our, our squares and our diamonds, we often ask them, are you someone with a strong moral compass? And you have a strong sense of what's right and wrong, the right way to do things. And isn't that beautiful? That's a really amazing strength that crosses and all of these shapes are so principled, virtuous, you know, people. But the flip side of that is the judgment, criticism and, and seeing other people as wrong or they're not doing stuff right. And that's so deep in their programming of the way they function in the world. This is a real challenge. 
It for is. a lot of people. And the issue is, is that it creates division. So we talk every week about how to create healthy and whole, where there's no right or wrong. There is just different and different is celebrated. So this is where there's nothing wrong with people's ideas and opinions. That's not what we're saying in today's show, but we're saying the delivery of that, the frequency of that, and, and how it is that you go about this in your relationship will either create union or division. Oh, it really will. It'll push us away from people or it'll create that connection. So So we have to remember that everybody's value and ideas, even though they're opposing of yours sometimes, they still have just as much value to, or, or, you know, worthiness. They've they've got just as much entitlement to have that opinion because that's their experience. And I think that's such an important thing to say everybody is where they are as a result of every single experience they've had in their life. And there's no right or wrong. It's just different. So I saw this really funny comic strip the other day, and this wife was calling her husband from the other room. Hey, come in here. I need your help. And he said, oh, just a minute. I've got to deal with this. Someone on the Internet is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and he needed- I, I'm, uh, Well, I'll see you next lifetime. Yeah, he's, this was going to be a while because <laughs> someone was wrong. It's really hard when you feel so strongly that you're right. And this is that stuff go. this live and let live is so important for our children to watch us model. So practice being on the safe soapbox with your mouth shut. Because so, you can feel like it, you have a different opinion, but it doesn't mean you have to express it. It doesn't. And one of my favorite <clears throat> lines that I use quite often when I'm listening to another person and I disagree with everything they say, <laughs> I will say, hey, I totally understand why you might see it that way. And, and I feel like that's not an agreeing, it's not a disagreeing, it's I understand in your head, based on your life experiences and your opinion, that this is the way you see the world. And you have a right to be there, just as much as I have a right to be where I am. Now, I think the, the, the number one thing that comes out of my mouth doing the same thing with children is, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Because it's validation without agreement. I hear that you want to have chocolate cake again today but we're not doing it. But I hear that you want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our uh, our good friend, Dr. Paul, that's a psychologist, I love what he says all the time is you're always right about how you feel. And I think that's the kind of validation we can give people. We can't validate that we agree with their opinions, but they, they always have the right to be there and they're right about how they feel. Mm. The next one is sarcasm. And I, I, we won't have enough time before the break to get into it a lot, but I know that there's a lot of people who use sarcasm to cover themselves up. You know, it's kind of to hide behind this veil and that's a fear of failure issue. So if I, I, we don't have time, to, we've got to take a break, but I, I feel like a lot of us are sarcastic as kind of this default when it does get awkward. Would you agree? Yeah. And I think sarcasm is a desire to kind of tease. Uh, it, it's, it's a humor, right? Most of the time when people, but is use, it really playful? Cause I feel like it's, it's not got an agenda. It's often got a barb. Yeah. It's got a barb and it does push people away. Um, I've had someone in my life that uses it for humor quite a bit and, and it, it pushes me away. I don't feel safe with the person because I know that a lot of the humor will be at my expense. And because I'm an arrow and I have fear of not being good enough, that's in play. So I don't feel safe around sarcasm. Mm. So you got to decide if you want connection or you you don't care about that. Because when you use that kind of humor, odds are you will push people away from you. So, so true. All right, we have to take a break. Before we do, I want to tell you about our inner circle. Now, our inner circle is an opportunity for you to have Kim and I in your back pocket as part of our new membership program. 
Yeah, we're so excited, Nicole. We're going to do these question and answer live calls every, um, I think, Tuesday night. So you are going to have access to send us your questions, your situations, what's going on in your life, and we will give you the answers. And this is unheard of in what we've offered before. So we hope that lots of you will take advantage of this chance to spend more time with us. Yeah, we have so many people who listen to Relationship Radio. It's such an anchor point for them in their life to get into this philosophy more, to understand their fear. But what we do know is that you need practice and you need accountability. So this inner circle is an opportunity for us to to work with you every single week. So, so go to 12shapes.com and, and check it out. And we've got to take a break, but we're going to be back with more about good communication skills after the break. You're with Nicole and Kim. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Why does my marriage have to be so hard? How do I get my teen to communicate without drama? Why is my boss such a jerk? Why is my mother-in-law so controlling? If you want the answers to these questions and many more, you must read the new book called The People's Guidebook for Great Relationships. It's a small book and a quick read, but packed with the information you've always needed to understand and get along with all the people in your life. Master Life Coaches Nicole and Kim show you how to resolve conflicts and what language to use with each of your children to build more meaningful connections. In this new book, they reveal their life-changing 12 Shapes People Science and teach you about yourself and other people on the level that changes everything. Get your copy of the People Guidebook for Great Relationships at 12shapes.com. Again, the number 12shapes.com. Most companies have an existing accounting and finance department which are very capable of handling their day-to-day workload. However, all companies have extra or lingering projects from time to time. Now CFO provides extra professionals as an extension of your current team for those times. We help push accounting and finance projects across the finish line. We can also backfill full-time finance and accounting positions on an interim basis. Now CFO is a fully scalable outsourced solution. Throttle our hours up or down depending on your needs. Now CFO consultants work under your guidance at your location so you can oversee the hours we put in. We are engaged to deliver a solution. Visit nowcfo.com to learn more or call nowcfo at 1-855-669-2361 to schedule a free consultation today. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. 
That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at upskillrelationships.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back. This is Nicole and Kim here on Relationship Radio. Now, before we jump into more of the conversation killers that all of us do that create disconnection, I want to take a moment and mention another one of our amazing sponsors. Now, Freeman Lovell Business and Real Estate Attorneys, they're based here in Utah. They are the guys to go to. Fred will look after you. He's looked after us to really help you get all of your paperwork in the row. If you're a person who has a business or you're thinking about a business, this is the critical time to get your paperwork work in order. So many of us get so excited about what we're going to do, but we don't protect ourselves and we don't protect others with the right paperwork. So we love Fred down at Freeman Lovell. Um, We would love you to go and have a chat to him. He's really helped us out. I know he can help you out as well. So check out their website, freemanlovell.com. All right, Nicole, we are excited to be able to talk about some communication skills in this last segment. I really want to get into some of the things that you could do to make your relationships better, to improve your connection with the people that you care about in your life. We've got some gold nuggets of material in this section. So if you want to take notes, this would be the time. A lot of people do. A lot of people email in and they say, we're so pleased that we can listen to these uh, these shows over and over and I have a dedicated journal and you know the amount of men who email us every single week that say you know what I, I got I heard about your show but I'm very methodical and I think gosh he must be a, a, diamond. a diamond but I've <laughs> gone back to the first show and I've got this journal full of all this info, information so I just love that it's, it's helping people stuff. it is okay so the first thing you can do to be a better listener and have better relationships is to make sure before you begin any conversation that you see the other person as the same as you. And what we're trying to avoid is talking down to people as if they're less or less powerful or less important than you. And even your own children, even though that's very easy to talk down to a child, if you will get down at their level and you will speak to them with the same words that you would use speaking to one of your friends, they will feel respected on such a big level and it it just changes the dynamic, especially if you're having a conversation with someone you're mad at that you've kind of cast as the bad guy in this moment, you're the good one, you could be talking down. So we want to pause and remember that they have the same value as I do. This We're equals before you begin the conversation and it's going to be off to a better start already. So important because a lot of us do this because we're threatened because that fear of failure is in play and a lot of us are not even aware that we do that. So I would, as you're listening to this show today, just take stock and have awareness this week as you go into all of your interactions. Do I look down my nose at somebody or do I have opinions or ideas that are a little sharp and you may not even realize that you're doing it. And for the ovals and hearts too, make sure you don't see yourself as less than the other person and you're literally intimidated and feeling beneath them. putting other people on pedestals. Yeah, we've got to keep us even. Okay, number two is at the beginning of every conversation, set all your thoughts, feelings, ideas, opinions, beliefs, fears, everything you want to say aside. And I I literally have to leave it in a different room. Like everything that I want to say to that person's in the other room. I shut the door. I came in here. It's not even in here with us so that I can start this conversation and be all about listening to them. Now, the way that I have done this with my children, because ultimately I have two girls and they like to tussle and go, that's right, and no, we're playing this game this way, is we have this fun little saying in our house called whoop-de-doo, it's not about you. 
right? And so I'll just kind of hear them bickering and I'll just go, oh, whoop do you know? It's not about you. And it's just a way of them kind of getting back to, okay, we need to compromise here. Really good when you've got other people playing at your house as well. You know, you've had those little friends that come over and you go, oh, a little bit of a bossy boots. And it's just been a way for me to kind of manage that. I love it. That is great. Okay. You also want to make sure that all the distractions are away so that you're giving the person all your attention. And I would recommend put your phone out of arm's reach. Put it away so you can't reach it for a minute so that you truly can maintain eye contact with that person. Okay, so I want to talk about date night. Date night is the biggest thing here in America. Okay, everybody. It's not a thing in Australia. No, I mean date night with your spouse. No, we don't care as much. I don't think. But every week, I mean, you can't get a reservation anywhere because there's just all these couples everywhere, and there's people making money out of babysitters somewhere, right? But they're all on their screens. Yeah, we see them sitting in restaurants together at this table for two, and they're both looking at their phones. Yeah, so put them away. This is what we're talking about. Put the screens down and do what we used to do in the 80s. Talk to each other. Talk to each other. Okay. The next one is be a good question asker because really you don't have a chance to listen if you're not asking questions. And you really want to think about the things that matter to that person. So if you were having dinner with an arrow like us, we're task-driven people. Ask what we've been up to, what we accomplished this week. Those are the things we care about. If you're with a circle or a heart or an octagon, you want to ask about their friends and what they did this week and how they're feeling about their relationships, right? Mm. If we ask questions that are relevant to that person, that validates them just in the fact that you recognize what they care about. It strengthens the connection. And we've talked about specific scenarios on other shows before where we work with all of the people in our life very specifically. We run meetings strategically within our business based on what everyone's shape is. So knowing the shape of the people that you're working with is just critical. And on our website, 12shapes.com, you can actually have all your coworkers go through and actually have a look at all of the different shapes and, and learn how to connect with these people better. Yeah, I watch you. If we're meeting with a circle, you you spend the be- the first part asking all about their family and their personal life. Where if we're meeting with an arrow or a diamond, you just get right to the point. I've got fifteen use, minutes. Let's go. Yeah, use the time efficiently. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> the the next thing is be really aware of how you use your language when you agree or disagree. Our job is not to make other people feel inferior because they have opinions, ideas, and experiences. So you don't have to necessarily agree or disagree. You can just use noises like, hmm, uh-huh, really, things like that. You don't have to come out and say, well, that was a stupid idea. Why would you do that? You need to do this next time. <laughs> Okay, we have to remember, even when we're hearing and we're doing all those good listening skills that we've just talked about, be a good listener, but don't agree and disagree. Don't make it about you needing to one-up them. Just validate where they are and and be genuinely interested. You don't have to have an agenda there to, to trump them. Now, often when somebody's telling their story or their opinion and we agree or we've had a similar situation, we want so badly to tell our story now so that they'll see the connection that we've got, there's a better way to do that. You know, I had that two cousin once removed who also went to California about 40 years ago, and she went yeah, to that okay, museum. Yeah, okay, you're doing that. I mean, how bloody annoying is it's that? totally annoying. That's what I'm talking about. So if you have been to that museum and you know about it, instead of telling your story, 
use the knowledge that you have to ask even better questions and say, oh, do you, did you guys do that thing in the back corner of the museum where you got to do that? What did you think of it? Now, they know that you get it and that you've been there, but you didn't make it about you. You made it still stay about them. Yes, because it's not a competition who gets the most airtime in a conversation. No, we want to say that the the win for you is when I didn't talk a lot and I really validated that person and they came away feeling really important. That's what I want. That's a success. Now, I have to tell you, we get a lot of questions about that specific scenario around the holidays. So just have an awareness as you're going into the holidays this year, you don't have to make it about you, even if you've had a similar experience. Show up for the other person. That's the most loving thing you can now, do. I do have to throw in here, Nicole, at times, I don't want to answer a whole bunch of questions that somebody's asking. And if they kept asking questions about me, I might feel interrogated, not validated. That's so true. And and especially there's shapes that aren't as talkative. I mean, you and I don't like to share a lot of our private what we do on the radio, but <laughs> we don't <laughs> know anybody. It's okay. They're just probably. they're just numbers. We don't yeah. know anybody personally. So <laughs> So you need to kind of be aware of that too. If somebody is not really responding, they don't really wanna talk. Pay attention to that too and, and let them off the hook because sometimes that's as validating as for other so shapes. So pleased you brought that up, right? Because yes. circles love to talk, but arrows aren't, aren't quite as much. Um, let's, the, the mirror back, repeat what they said to show that you understand. I think that's a great. So the language to use with this is, oh, so I'm hearing that, um, what I'm hearing from you is that you really don't like Ed Sheeran. Like, yeah, I'm so sick of it on the radio. I'm so sick of that song and all I ever see in my Facebook feed, like seriously, when this tour is going to be over, my life is going to continue. Well, what I'm really hearing from you, Nicole, is you're a little opinionated or you you really need a break from Ed Sheeran. (laughs) That one is even more powerful if it's your spouse and they've been telling you that they don't feel loved or accepted or to, to be able to say back, okay, what I'm hearing from you is that you need more validation from me. Is that right? Mirror back those really important things so that they know you heard. For kids, this is critical too. If you can put that little synopsis at the end of that one-on-one time that you've had with them where you've just connected and they've told you something, just say, look, just so that I'm clear and that mummy is really understanding what you're saying, what I think what you were trying to get across was da-da-da-da-da. That little summary at the end is just everything. Oh, that's so powerful. Okay, the other thing we want to do is pay attention to what they're not saying. And and I often find, and I think maybe especially in the coaching uh, circle, in, when I have a client in my office, they'll kind of mention something, but they'll sort of skip right over it and tell the rest of the story. But there was a clue there. There was a clue about something they experienced that I think was more significant than what they told me. And I think it's it's really a master communicator skill to be paying attention to what they're not saying and looking for those clues to have the chance to say, hey, you know, a second ago you mentioned that issue with your dad. I know you didn't get into it, but would you tell me a little bit about that? What What's what gone on with your dad in the past? And at least give them the opportunity to have somebody that cares. Because I think some of the stuff we really need to talk about, we don't quickly volunteer. We don't know where to start it a lot of the time, I think. And so some of the social cues cues to look for is, are they shifting their weight in the chair? Are they trying to deflect and, and move the conversation in a different direction? Is Has their body language changed? They're the things we're looking for. 
And those are the questions that really show them above everything else that you're present, right? Because mm-hmm. you're paying that good of attention to what they're saying. That, that's but if so they then validating. shut you down and then you go, yeah, there's something about my dad, but now's not the place, don't pick at it. It's a sore. Leave it. Let it heal. And they might come back later. Yeah. Or maybe ask another permission question. Is it something you'd want to talk about? Yeah, that's great. I that love would be that. a good permission question. Okay. How about we don't finish their sentences? Now, I have to tell you, I do have a tendency to do this as an arrow. I do this with you because I don't need to hear it because we're thinking the I same know, thing. I know. We're thinking the same things. But I think I do it with other people sometimes too, especially if they're having a hard time getting the words out. And I know what it is. We do that with kids all the time, well, don't we? Well, it's not... It's not who I want to be. It's mm. not respectful to people. So I've been trying to really watch that the last few months, pay attention to not finish their their sentences for them, to really give them the space to find their words. Um, I think with you and me, it's an impatience thing. You think? <laughs> you think we're a little impatient? You think? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a, okay, time is a waste of Oh, oh my god. Even A-Rod. <laughs> Even A-Rod, our, our he uh, engineer, me. he's like, Yeah, I know that about you. Because we do, we get on we We're get on and we say, right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Done. It's recorded. All right. Um, no, this one we talked about at the beginning of the show. Don't give unsolicited advice, opinions, ideas, suggestions. I would say don't tell your story. Let's just make this rule across the board that you don't talk. Unless you say, hey, would you be open to letting me share this with you? It's respectful. It really shows people that you honor who they are and their time if you'll ask permission first. So the real synopsis of today's show, we've had a lot of laughs today. We've given you a lot of practical tips and skills, which we really pride ourselves on uh, here at Relationship Radio. But more than anything, this this show was to show you how to strengthen, nurture, and build those relationships. So many people, uh, they struggle in their relationships. They don't know how to get out of it. And if you are meeting people for the new for the first time, maybe you're in new circles, your job requires you to get out there. The bottom line is that the core message of today's show is show up the way that other people need you to be, drop your agenda, and more than anything, make it less about you and more about others. So, Nicole, I know I want to be a loving, caring person, and I can do a lot of very loving, caring things, but the core of every relationship I have is actually in the communication, and that is where love has to happen. So what does that mean? That means you're actually more focused on them than you're worried about yourself because that's what love is about. And if we can show up like that in every relationship where we're more focused on making sure the other person feels edified, validated, important, right, Uh, really honored and respected, it's the greatest gift that we can give another person. Um, Jim Rohn, who I love his stuff, always said that it was the greatest gift you could give another person is the gift of your attention. And and that's really where attention matters is while you're listening. So open your eyes in the morning and make a decision that every single room that you walk into, you're going to be the light in that room. It's not going to be about you. You're going to show up in exactly the way that other people need it and show up with kindness and validation. Just go in there. Get them with your love. Get them with your love. All right. So before we end the show, we just want to remind everybody again, if you have not joined 
the inner circle and become a part of the 12 Shapes community. We would love to have you be part of this with us so that we got to spend more time with you individually. You'll have access to text and email us your questions and join us on our special 12 Shapes Q&A calls. Yeah, we would love to learn more about you. Thanks for being with us today. This was really a fun call. We hope that you got some value out of it. Join us again next Thursday for Relationship Radio with Nicole and Kim. Thank you for being a part of Relationship Radio. We hope you've not only received some great ideas to improve the relationships in your life, but we'll join Master Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles again next Thursday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, have a wonderful week.